Hello, everyone. This is Miss Donna's podcast, Faith in a Crazy World. The message today is simply titled, Everything Belongs to the Lord. It'll be taken from the 24th Division of Psalms, and it reads like this. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Who may ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. They will receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. I'd like to begin with just an overview of Psalm 24. Psalm 24 is a culmination of 22 and 23. Psalm 22 points to our Lord's grace in dying for us, and Psalm 23 explains His goodness in caring for us. This psalm reveals His glory in coming for us. The content of Psalm 24 makes it possible that it was written on the return of the Ark of the Covenant from the house of Obed-Edom to the tent prepared for it in Jerusalem, after it had been captured by the Philistines in the days of Eli. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 12. Under the Old Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant was considered the very presence of God. It had been in the house of Abinadab, and David wanted to bring it back into Jerusalem. David's first attempt to bring the Ark of God back failed because they did not carry it in the way that God had instructed them. The second time David went to bring the Ark of God back to Jerusalem, he said, No one but the Levites may carry the Ark of God because the Lord chose them to carry the Ark of the Lord and to minister before Him forever. The Bible tells us in the book of 2 Samuel that David went down and brought up the Ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom, to the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. David, wearing a linen ephod, danced before the Lord with all of his might, while he and the entire house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 1-23, through 23, with the focus on verses 12b-15. through 15. When you consider how long they had been without God's presence, it's easier to understand the magnitude of praise and worship that they must have experienced. So much so, David danced right out of his clothes. During the processional in Psalm 24, verses 1 and 2, the worshipers acknowledged the sovereignty of God. The earth is the Lord, and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. 
The Lord lifted the earth above the flood and the seas, making it a fit habitation for man. He founded it, he established it, he created it, and sustains it. And although the Lord has made it our habitation and given us dominion, we are really just stewards until his return. We're to take care of God's property. Even though we think that we are in control, we are really just being used by the Lord for a bigger purpose. What better person to be used by? I'd rather be used by God than anyone else. I know without a doubt that he has my best interest at heart. This whole world belongs to him. It does not belong to the Democrats or the Republicans. It does not belong to the president, and it does not belong to the communists. There are so many people in authority today who want to run this world, but it doesn't belong to them. It belongs to God. The Word tells us that there is no authority except for that which comes from God, and those which exist are established by Him. In the book of Romans, Paul tells us that God has made it plain, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power, and His divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. The author of Hebrews tells us that in these last days, God has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, and through whom He made the universe. How dare we think that anything belongs to us, when in fact even we belong to Him? Have we forgotten that God created us in His image and likeness? Have we forgotten that He formed us from the dust of the earth and breathed into us the breath of life? Maybe that was so long ago that we can't make the connection. Maybe we should talk about after the cross. Have we forgotten that God so loved the world that He didn't forget about us? He sent His Son. Have we forgotten that Jesus was the Word that was with God from the beginning, and through Him all things were made? And without him, nothing was made that has been made. Have we forgotten that Jesus came to reconcile us back to the Father and to the place that we lost in the beginning, before Adam sinned against God and brought death to all humanity, the place of sweet communion? Can anybody recall Paul saying that we are the temple of the living God? Do you remember him saying that God said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. That's the way it was with Adam and Eve in the very beginning. Or maybe someone might recall him asking the question, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. What always amazes me about us as a people is that we think we got it all together in and of ourselves. We think that our earthly accomplishments are going to take us where we need to be in life. Well, maybe they will in this life, but is this the life that we're living for? Jesus said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. 
but whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and lose or forfeit his very self? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Judas gave up Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, but afterwards his life was no good. He was overtaken by greed, and he sold his own soul. Jesus warns us not to concern ourselves with those who can only kill the body. We need to have no fear of mankind. He says fear the one who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Saints, we are only here for a little while. Don't forfeit your soul for the pleasure of this life. Our goal is eternity. Someone might be saying in their sanctified mind, If the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, why did he give us all these pleasures and things to enjoy? Why don't he just make us do what he wants us to do? That's a good question, and here is a good answer. He is a sovereign God. He can do whatever he wants to do. That's the very reason he's given us the right to choose to live for him and to love him, because that's the way he wants it. Do you want someone to love you because you make them? Or would you rather they love you because they desire to? He wants us to enjoy the pleasures of this life through him and not instead of him. He wants us to choose him above everything else in life. There is nothing like being in the presence of God. David experienced the outer presence of God through the Ark of the Covenant. We have the inner and ever-abiding presence of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't throw it away for a temporary fix and a cheap thrill. That's all that this world has to offer. Choose to love Him. He's given us the power to do it, and He's given us everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. In closing, I'd like to leave you with this, found in Romans the sixth chapter, says, Don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master? But choose carefully, for you surrender yourself to become a servant, bound to the one you choose to obey. If you choose to love sin, it will become your master, and it will own you and reward you with death. But if you choose to love and obey God, he will lead you into perfect righteousness. That concludes the message for today. God bless you, be safe, and stay tuned.